Welcome to season three of Sorting Pen, the California Cattlemen podcast. Every day, the California Cattlemen's Association is sorting through the issues impacting California's ranching families and producers. To communicate those issues, discuss solutions, and keep ranchers current on the hot topics, CCA leadership developed this podcast and is continuing it in 2023. In each episode, we will be talking with CCA leadership and leading experts on issues specific to ranching and producing beef in California. Tune in every other Monday to hear updates on legislative and regulatory fronts in Sacramento, deep dives into current events, challenges, and more. Welcome back to another episode of Sorting Pen, the California Cattlemen podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. Hopefully everyone's gotten some sunshine and everyone's getting ready to get all caught up on spring chores and spring work. I know lots of people are behind, but hopefully there'll be some good days to catch up on all that this week and the weeks to come. If you missed our last episode, go ahead and tune into it. We had an episode with the California Cattle Council. They gave an update on what they are working on, their priorities for the year, some of the recent proposals they just funded at their spring board meeting, and you'll get to meet their new chair, which is a dairy producer and beef producer from Humboldt County, Cody Nicholson Stratton. So tune into that and be sure to subscribe if you have not. Today, we're going to be talking about the Audubon, California, and we are in Sacramento at American River College. Kirk Wilbur, my coworker, and I actually get to be here today and talk with some students in a rangeland class about what CCA does and the value of grazing and rangelands in California. But on top of that, their professor, Palayo Alvarez, decided to chat with us as well for the podcast. So Palayo is Audubon, California's Conservation Ranching Program Director in Sacramento. So we're going to have a conversation about what he does, what the Audubon does, and go from there. So thanks for joining me, Palayo. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to meet you. Kirk and I spoke to his class in 2020, and I think we were chatting. We'd had it planned before the pandemic, and we we're supposed to come, and we we're all excited. And then it was like one of our first virtual experiences talking to your class. So it's good to actually meet you in person three years later. I wanted to start with just hearing a little bit about your role. I know you play kind of a middle partnership in between conservation and ranching and some of your past roles, what you've been doing before we get into what your role now is with Audubon California. Just hear a little bit about yourself and the jobs you've been doing. Yes, yeah, so I'm the director for California of Audubon's uh, conservation ranching program. The program is present now in 15 states uh, across the United States. It started in the Midwest in 2016 and it was brought to California in 2019. Basically, the, what the program does is engages ranchers in managing for maintaining and improving bird habitat, and in return, the ranchers get to use the Audubon seal on their product. How did this come about? It's surprising to me to hear that it started in the Midwest, maybe just because we always hear things start in California and move that way. Why does the Audubon have this program? Kind of how did it get started? So we lost, since the 1970s, we lost 3 billion birds in North America. The uh, grassland birds are the, the population of birds that are showing the most severe declines. So Audubon realizing that a lot of the habitat is on privately owned uh, ranches decided to partner with ranchers and incentivize a good management that is uh, beneficial to, to the birds and, and hopefully also beneficial to, uh, to the ranchers. Yeah, absolutely. We know just from talking with ranchers and being around ranchers, wildlife and birds and the habitat that comes with all that is some of their favorite parts of their job, getting to see animals out on the land that they don't expect to see every day. So I'm sure that you're getting to see them now through this role as well. 
the yeah, ranchers love lovebirds. So it's in a way <clears throat> here in California, it has been kind of surprisingly easy to roll out the program and, and implement it. At the same time, I'm not surprised because in my past experiences, I, I know that this alliance between conservationists and, and ranchers, particularly here in California, is just a natural one. Uh, when you when you go meet people, you realize that there's a lot of common ground. And so we've been doing a lot of a lot of work from both the ranching side and the conservation side to kind of meet in the middle and figure out, okay, how can we focus on the things that that we agree on and and then try to uh, work on the on the things that that we don't agree on. What exactly is the Audubon Conservation Ranching Initiative? What does that look like for ranchers involved in it? So again, the ranchers agree to follow certain protocols, one for environmental sustainability, another one for animal welfare. And the one that is that sets kind of our, our certification apart from others is the creation of a habitat management plan that focuses on the particular bird species that we find on the ranches and then provides recommendations for how to best manage to, again, promote habitat and, and benefit those bird species. So are they mostly birds that are endangered or threatened or just birds that have a low number of species on grassland and are kind of, you've seen decline over the years? All of the above. Uh, Again, we're we're focusing on just looking at the scientific literature, looking at what we know from researchers and from scientists about how the birds are doing for all bird species. And, you know, we use this idea of birds being indicators of rangeland health. So the idea is that if we focus on, if the birds are doing well, the ranch is doing well. What the program brings that, that is new is this market incentive is this idea of giving the consumer an option to support that management that the ranchers are doing at the grocery store and say, hey, I see this this beef product, it's Audubon certified, they associate that with good environmental outcomes, and hopefully they'll be uh, willing to, to purchase that product. Do you know how many Audubon certified ranchers or beef programs there are in California, or how many Audubon has altogether? Yes, we have uh, right now 20 fully certified ranchers in the program. The interesting thing is that we have about another 20 on our waiting list. In other words, we have more ranchers interested that we can get certified. So it's a good problem to have. So we're trying to build our capacity through partnering with other organizations like the the conservation districts and even getting our Audubon chapters involved so the ranchers feel feel supported at the local level and we get as many ranchers certified as, as we can. That's great to hear that you've gotten the word out and that there's interest and excitement about the program. What about on the consumer side? Have you guys heard good feedback or is there some confusion on what exactly this label is? I know labeling is always a tricky thing. Yeah, because the, the program is relatively new to, to California, we still don't don't have any data in terms of are the consumers liking the product, are they, are they willing to to buy it? So that's kind of the, the second phase of, of the phase that we're starting right now with the program. We showed that the ranchers are interested, and then now we're, we're looking into the markets, into the consumer side. It's like, okay, now that we have product out in grocery stores, they, the question is, are the consumers willing to buy it? Are the consumers willing to pay a, a little more? Yeah. Because they, they, that product comes with, with conservation values. That'll definitely be interesting to see as conversations on food and labels, like I said, continue. In your role, though, I'm sure we were just kind of talking a little bit offline about misconceptions before we talked to your class that people have about ranching, about misconceptions they have about cattle in California. And I'm sure you're keenly aware about the misconceptions that some ranchers have about the Audubon in general. What is your message to ranchers kind of about the work the Audubon is doing and about Audubon? So Audubon, back in the early 2000s, was one of the pioneers uh, within the conservation organizations of looking at private landowners as partners. 
uh, not as enemies. In 2007, Audubon uh, bought Bobcat Ranch in Yolo County, where I where I live, and the idea is to to use that as a as the flagship, as a demonstration project in which we could show that a working cattle ranch is also can also provide good bird habitat. So those two activities are not not only incompatible, but actually almost interdependent. And then on the other hand, I'm sure there's misconceptions from some Audubon members about ranching and grazing. And what are kind of some of the misconceptions that they do have? How can ranchers kind of better communicate to people with involved with Audubon, maybe in a local Audubon, about what they do and the mutual objectives that we all share? I mean, before uh, Audubon launched the program, they, they took a survey of their members and asking them questions about, you know, do you think this is a, this is a good idea? And, yeah. and the majority of the members said, yes, this is a good idea. Bring this program on. Let's uh, let's make it happen. So uh, for the most part, Audubon and, and, and in California, the, the conservation community is well aware that ranching is a good conservation strategy, that ranching and habitat, that ranching and other ecosystem services like water quality and water yield and climate change are interdependent. And we, we rely on on this privately owned rangelands for providing all those all those ecosystem services. So right now in California, I think the, the, the most people on both sides are aware that we agree that keeping ranchers ranching is good for, for all Californians. We are talking as well about your students, just kind of the light bulb going off the second or third time they come to class about you have students from all walks of life, different upbringings, but the second or third class you were saying is kind of when they start realizing when they go out outside of class that rangelands are all around. They're off the freeway. They're just on back roads. We know that California's ranches and rangelands are some of the most pristine and biodiverse lands in the entire state and that they're thriving even after hundreds of years. But yet some still think that the removal of grazing would be best and that would save California and save the country. How is Audubon California working to increase cattle grazing in the state? And how can we kind of help change the hearts and minds of these people that don't really see grazing as a value to them? I'm glad you, you mentioned that because Sometimes all it takes for the folks who are either skeptical or, or sitting on the fence about the, the role of grazing and, and ranching in, in California, obviously you have to have the, the scientific literature that, sure. that, that tells us that, that that's right. But all it takes is, is a field trip. It's a, it's a, it's a visit to a, to a ranch. One of the things I, I usually ask people when I go into a meeting, when I give a presentation is, how many people know a rancher personally? Or how many people have been on a ranch? Once, you, once people are aware of how important California rangelands are, and once they, they realize that most of the, of the ranching here in California is done by family ranches that are essential, not only for our ecosystems, but for our rural areas, for our economy, uh, once they realize that, I think the, the, the conversation is a lot easier. Uh, Audubon, obviously, as one of the oldest conservation organizations, you know, brings a, a, a lot of credibility to the table in terms sure, of... Yeah of yes, believe us, we are working with, with ranchers and we know that uh, if they manage their lands properly, the, the birds are gonna still be there, the birds are gonna improve as well. Yeah, and I hear ranchers say that a lot. If it's not good for the land, it's not gonna be good for us. If we're not taking care of it, it's not gonna benefit us in any way, so why wouldn't we take care of it? I think if you don't know a rancher and not around them, you don't even know what a rangeland is, that's a hard thing to understand. Yeah. I think part of the problem is that, you know, society is becoming so urban that people are being disconnected from the land. And that's what, what we need to bring back is, is that connection. I, I know we sometimes are concerned that, that kids don't know where their food comes from. Well, they don't know where their water comes from either. And, and they don't know that when, when they're driving around that most of what they see in California are, are privately owned uh, rangelands. 
What do you see as one of the biggest threats to wildlife in California? What does the Audubon kind of see? Is there a trend and is it urban sprawl? Is there something that you're pinpointing? I know we talked about birds on grasslands, but what is like kind of the biggest threat that Audubon is facing? So the, the reason why we lost 3 billion birds uh, in North America, there, there are several reasons for that. Uh, one is, is land conversion, is we're losing, we're losing their habitat, right? The state of California loses about 20,000 acres of rangelands every year, so 20,000 acres of, of bird habitat, 20,000 acres of uh, watershed, 20,000 acres of uh, the potential to, um, to sequester carbon, uh, you name it. All those, all those ecosystem services are lost when we convert rangelands to, um, to other uses. The other one is, is, is climate change, which makes not only life challenging for, for, the, for wildlife, makes life challenging for ranchers. So I, as I always say, the fate of the birds is, is tied to the fate of the, of the ranchers. So climate change is affecting both the, the habitat and, the, and ranching as, a, as an economic activity. And that's part of the, the reason why, why birds are, are declining. There, there are other reasons like management that is not conducive to or is not beneficial to, to birds. So, so that's the idea is how can we find those practices, those strategies that, that allow the ranchers to stay in business uh, and at the same time the, the birds to thrive. Yeah, you mentioned the ranchers doing well, being connected to the birds. I think the recent whiplash and weather going from extreme drought to extreme flooding probably wasn't great for birds either. It wasn't great for a lot of things. Yeah, so that's why, why focusing on, on the health of the rangelands, I believe, is going to allow us to, to buffer those, those extremes that we're seeing right now in California. Thinking about uh, one extreme, you know, the wildfires. And this, how can we manage our land so, so we minimize the, the risk of wildfires? One, one of the greatest tools uh, to do so is grazing. And the other one, this being a wet year, is this idea of rangelands as a, as a sponge as the place where we, we capture all of, our, all of our water in a wet year like this. The, if we have healthy rangelands, you know, then the sponge is really, is really healthy, is really active, and can capture a lot of this, this extra water that we can actually then use instead of you know, being runoff. We were talking as well about just open spaces and general areas in California, whether that be public lands, forests. What makes California's rangelands resilient specifically compared to other spaces? I think part of it is because they are uh, right now being very well managed from not only the ranchers, but a lot of land managers that are managing uh, public land and using all the tools available to them. That allows us, like I said, to focus on, the, on their health and be able to buffer the, the, the resiliency. Here in California, we have all the experts that we need in order to, to figure out, okay, what is the best way to manage these rangelands for all these this multiple ecosystem services and at the same time be able to, to be resilient to, to these extremes that, that we're seeing. And we see the effects of, of not managing, right, in terms of, like I was mentioning, uh, for instance, wildfires or one of the other problems we have here, which is uh, invasive species. If we don't manage the land, the services what, for what we want out of it, then we're not going to be able to, to get all the, again, all the, I, I keep you know, rattling off the ecosystem services, the water, the carbon sequestration, the habitat, all those values we need to manage. It's, it is challenging. It's like a juggling exercise to manage for all those values. So, so we need to be, again, bring all the experts that, that we can, bring the, the willing uh, ranchers, the willing land managers that are in a challenging position because managing land is, is always difficult, and also bring in the, the resources that those people, both ranchers and land managers, need in order to manage land in challenging environment, which is, which is California. 
We talked about ways that ranchers can get involved through the conservation ranching program. What other ways would you encourage ranchers listening to get involved with Audubon? Maybe that's in a local group. Yes, uh, just just talk to us, and we want to figure out how can we best uh, help them stay ranching, uh, whether they are part of our, our certification program or not. Uh, we still want to keep ranchers ranching because, like I said, it's a really conservation. It's a really good conservation strategy. Talk to us about how, you know, what are your what are your challenges? How can we help? For instance, how can we help create enabling policies that that allow the ranchers to uh, to stay in business? What are the barriers for uh, implementing practices that uh, again are are good for ranchers and are good for for wildlife species? What kind of questions do do they have as they see the land? You know, they see the land every single day, they can be a really great source for our researchers to figure out, okay, what are the questions that are out there that scientists can help with, uh, again, to manage these, these lands for all those, all those ecosystem services. Stay involved. Talk to us. Talk to your local conservation organizations, to your local research conservation districts. One of the reasons why the conservation community realized how important ranching was in the state of California is because ranchers opened their, their doors or their gates and invited a lot of people. I, I remember being on these field trips and, and tours of ranches where agencies would be there, conservation organizations would be there, and the ranches were there like showing, here's how I'm managing the land, here are the, the challenges, here's how you can help. The more we can do to connect us all, the better we're, we're all going to be. So I know that sometimes the the tendency is for ranches to say, oh, just you know, leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing you can do is is leave us alone. Uh, in a state as populated as, as California, I encourage them to do the opposite. I encourage them to to say, "Come and look at what look at what we do. We have uh, nothing to hide, and learn about our lifestyle. Learn about what we do for the land. Learn about what we do for the for the entire state." For those that can do that, that's a great recommendation. I've been on tours with ranchers on ranches with the Audubon uh, local Audubons, and everyone that comes on the tour is just so happy to be on private land. They're just thankful for the opportunity to get to learn from a rancher. And we all know ranchers are pretty authentic. And I think that's surprising to a lot of people. So that's a really great recommendation. Yeah, and that's something that, that through the program we're trying to do is get the local ranchers uh, engaged with the, with the local Audubon chapters across the state. So again, to, we just need to, to connect. Yeah, <laughs> connect somehow each bridge other. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think bo- both uh, birds and food are a really good way to connect people. I'm finding that out, that, that it's a really good. The more we can do to, again, bring people together, the easier these conversations are, then the easier uh, it is for all of us to do what, what we want to do and, and keep the land in the shape that we want it to be. Last question. I think we're going to have a pretty good bird season upcoming. I'm hoping that spring is a good bird season or a good time for viewing birds. What are you most excited about after having all this rain and weather? Well, excited about, again, having now folks after three, almost four years of, of drought, giving the, or giving the opportunity for people to, to get out and, and enjoy how wonderful our, our rangelands are and they can go see the birds and, and all the other critters. And, and the vegetation is gonna be lush. It's, it's gonna be a great, a great, uh, great time to re-engage, reconnect with, with our rangelands. Well, I think your class is about to start rolling in so we can wrap this up, but I just wanna thank you for your time and thanks for the conversation and hopefully CCA and Audubon California can work together and have these conversations and continue to work together. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.